Hello, hello. You're listening to Not a Sleeping Beauty podcast, and I'm your host, Marianne. On this podcast, we talk about everything from the wellness for the mind, body, and soul, and just issues that need more awareness. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Not a Sleeping Beauty Podcast for more updates. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, this is my very first podcast episode. And I'm super excited to be doing this today. I apologize if you hear my family in the background. We've been isolated together during this time. And as just a side note, I want to mention um, to everyone that you have our full love and support. And I really hope that all of you are staying safe during this time. And I'm sure we can all get out of this healthier and stronger than before. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So I'm going to be talking about horrific beauty standards, and this time it's going to be about skin whitening. Um, I feel like everyone is not unfamiliar to this issue. It's plagued the world for so long, yet not that many people really talk about it. There hasn't been that much awareness about it at all. and the market itself is completely underrated. So the thing is, when we don't really talk about it and we just, you know, um, just leave it there, that's when it can rise to the degree it currently is at. So now you might be thinking that I'm exaggerating because, you know, we're in a progressive society that's growing around values of love, equality, and acceptance of all people. But the thing is, the skin whitening industry has over $5 billion in value. And this number doesn't account for the under-the-counter products that rural villages tend to use and purchase predominantly. So that number could be, you know, two times that for all we know. And if we were just to focus on India, because I'm Indian, um, so it's something that I know more about. Um, WHO found that over 60% of the population uses skin whitening products. And this is 60% of both the male and female population of India, but um, WHO found that more women tend to use these uh, skin whitening products. So now that we've gotten a couple of statistics out of the way, I want to give you guys some more information about the physical harm of skin whitening products. Because no, they are not safe to use. Um, so these products use skin bleaching to achieve the fair skin. So the legal products, and I quote, legal. Um, they have high concentrations of bleach and other chemicals. So, you know, the medical research that's been done shows that the long-term effects of this can be anywhere from blood poisoning, skin cancer, and organ failure. And, you know, this is never something that's advertised. These side effects, these long-term um, effects they're never advertised. It's not something that you hear very commonly. And only after I started doing research on this that I discovered that this was the case. And then for the under-the-counter products, there's really not much for us to say at all. 
because these products are so different and unpredictable. Um, they could have, you know, they could have literally anything in them. And that's what's really sad because these rural villages are using this without any, you know, medical knowledge or research at all. So, you know, the long-term effects can be a lot, a lot worse. And maybe they, the intention wasn't that, you know, like they genuinely did not know what kind of physical harm these skin products used, these skin whitening products used. So to see the pain that the person's going through, it's hard. So now, hopefully that scared you away from using any of these products. But next I'm gonna talk about my own experience with skin whitening products. Because even though I've never used them, I was still affected by them as a lot of people are. So when I was growing up in Canada, um, for those of you who don't know me personally, I'm Indian and Canadian. Um, my parents actually moved here from Canada, uh, sorry, from India before I was born. So I've only ever lived, at, lived here. And, you know, I have sort of a dual identity, you know, being Canadian and Indian. So anyway, I would be watching all these like Indian movies on my TV and every couple of minutes when the commercials would come on, there would always be one for um, this skin whitening company called Fair and Lovely. I'm sure every single Indian person listening to this knows what Fair and Lovely is. They're super popular and extremely, um, I guess profitable is the right word, in India. I mean, they are on the shelves of every single store. So you would see, I would, sorry, I would see all these like commercials and they were like highly endorsed by all these celebrities. I know um, Priyanka Chopra used to endorse skin whitening products. And anyway, I would watch them and they would stay in my head, you know, as anything does when you watched it over and over again. But in the moment, it never really affected me. Like I didn't feel like I had less value. I was less beautiful because I wasn't as light as the women in the commercials were. Um, so, you know, I didn't really fall for the trap that they were hoping for that I would end up feeling badly about my skin and then go purchase their product in order to change all that but and you know to be fair i was only 10 years old at the time so i couldn't really fall for the trap but anyway um later when you know at school and stuff um i started thinking that the reason i didn't really have friends was because everyone else i wasn't like anyone else in my predominantly um white school so that's when I began to fall for, you know, the skin whitening products propaganda that white is right. Um, and the only reason why I ever became embarrassed about the fact that I had tan skin or the fact that that was what was making me unlikable was the effect of those commercials and just the long-standing belief in India that women with fair skin are the only beautiful ones. You can only be beautiful if you have fair skin. So just going back to the colonial attitude that white is right. And for a long time, I thought like this, and it was only until I began to learn more about my culture 
as an Indian and Canadian woman that I was able to learn to love myself more and see past that toxic culture. I hope my experience can help you on your journey of self-love because I know for me, um, I had the hate for a really long time because it was never any something that anyone really spoke about, these insecurities about the color of your skin. And especially within the Indian community, not a lot of things are expressed in open dialogue. So already, you know, that was not going to be something that was spoken about. And when I began to tell my story to other people, I just felt more liberated. So hopefully, if you feel comfortable to share your story, I'm sure you'll feel that sense of liberation and empowerment that I did when I spoke about it. So I just want to give you guys this other perspective um, that comes from the effects of these propaganda. Because you know, it's kind of hard to consider um, how everyone is affected by this, especially the women with fair skin. So I found this story online. Um, it was an article to um, sort of talk about some other issues that weren't just limited to the effects of skin whitening. And um, I don't know if this is the woman's actual name. I don't know if the authors were trying to protect her name, but um, I was only able to find the first name after I began to look for it more. So there was this woman, um, or really she was just a girl, uh, named Rahima, who lived in a tiny village in Pakistan. And, you know, like I said before, uh, when I came across this story, uh, it really opened my eyes to how everyone is affected by the mindset, regardless of the color of their skin, you know, whether or not they have fair skin or darker skin. But anyway, um, this woman, she was born with fair skin, and it was unlike her more tanned relatives. So she was forced to take all these pills and products that weren't labeled, like I said, Rural villages tend to use the under-the-counter products that don't have any medical research or they haven't been, you know, approved at all. But the thing is, she was forced to take all these things to, quote-unquote, maintain her fair skin and make sure it didn't go away. And she was also um, a target for a lot of her um, other relatives because they felt like she didn't deserve the privilege of having that skin. So, you know, she was bullied a lot and whatnot, but then when she was 16 years old, that's when she was married off to a man who was, I think, twice her age. And the article I read about her story explained the reason why her family was felt like they were compelled to marry her off, because um, I know you might be thinking that they're cruel people who were looking for a chance to sell off her their daughter because she was considered you know extremely beautiful and the thing is this is common i'm not going to deny that it it is very common um however in this case and uh, in most cases of these like rural villages where the people are quite uneducated um they have a belief that if their daughter is quote unquote pretty that she's more of a target to be raped by other people unless she has a man to protect her 
And this is extremely common in with uh, families of single mothers because um, for so long, you know, the patriarchal view has been that the woman cannot um, protect her family. And unfortunately, they give into that by marrying off their daughters at such such young ages. But um, that was the reason why she was married off at the age that she was. And, you know, um, it's so sad because, you know, it's not only skin whitening, the effects of skin whitening, that propaganda, that mindset, but also the other issue at hand is the fact that, you know, people are continue to still be um, uneducated and maintain these fears and these mindsets about um, such horrific things. And we're really not doing anything to help change that. But um, anyway, this story just goes to show how everyone is affected by skin whitening. So I hope you've learned from not only my story, but also Rahima's story. I'm sure you can find it online if you want to read more about it. But uh, her story, there's so many more like hers spread out all over the world. And they're really, really sad to read about. And unfortunately, it still continues. It's quite predominant. Um, and I really hope that, you know, we can raise more awareness about these issues. And as a result, you know, the statistics for all these terrible things can just go down. Um, so that's a wrap for the Horrific Beauty Standards episode one. Um, I'm not always going to be doing episodes uh, just like this, like I mentioned in my intro, I'm going to be doing, you know, a wide variety of things, um, wellness, just issues that need more awareness. So just stick around for this unpredictableness. And hopefully you enjoy and want to stick around. If you want to hit the follow button on whatever platform you're currently listening on, that way you can just get, um, any updates on when my new podcast episodes are coming out. You can also follow us on Instagram at not a sleeping beauty podcast for just a lot of positivity and updates about the podcast. I really hope that I've given you guys some helpful information about this and I hope that you will help continue to raise awareness about this issue and if you feel like you're ready or you're comfortable to share your story that would be wonderful. You can definitely um, email me about this, um, DM me, or just tell whoever. Um, I promise if you're ready, you will feel empowered and liberated that you've spoken your truth and just know that you're not alone. That's all I can really say about that. So thank you guys so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.